Direct King's Court starts now. St. Louis and all parts, north, east, south, and west. Four more days until Christmas. Kevin Slayton welcoming you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cards.com. King's Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. Our podcast will be later on on this platform, as well as Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor, and any place that you might listen to. Good podcast, you'll hear us. 
Our show is now in the top 5%, has been there for a long time now, thanks to you, our listeners. Top 5% of all podcasts worldwide, that's over 3 million podcasts, you've put us in the top 5%. So we thank you for that. And we remind you that we uh, bring you the unvarnished truth every single morning, backed by facts and evidence. You don't get that anywhere else. And we allow you to participate, too. Give your view. 636-348-4460. 636-348-4460. I'm like right in the middle of heaven. You know, it's Christmas season, just four days before Christmas. Now, I'll start to get bummed out as we get closer to Christmas because i got to try to enjoy right through Christmas Day. It's such a downer after Christmas. you got to wait a whole year for another one. Yeesh. We're down to four days, and in five days, I'm going to have to wait 365 days. That's not fair. That doesn't seem right. i got to do something about that. Well, Hallmark does. They have Christmas movies in July, so that's good. That helps us out because think about it now. Once you get through Christmas, then it's January, and you only have to wait six months. And then when the Christmas in July movies begin in uh, July, you have to wait only until October for those movies to start again on Hallmark. Isn't that wonderful? Woo! It's wonderful. I'll tell you what, I'm about partied out, though. I've been at a lot of Christmas parties the last uh, couple of weeks, but it has been fun. I love it. I love it. You see people you haven't seen in a long time. Ran into a couple of high school uh, classmates last night at a Christmas party that I hadn't seen in a while. So that's always fun. Ran into Steve Stepanovich, the former Mizzou All-American basketball player, first-round draft pick. Went to DeSmet High School, actually, our rivals at CBC. But that's okay. We'll give DeSmet a little pub. To uh, to all those Stepo fans, he's doing well. He looks like he could step out and play tomorrow. Honest to God, he does. And I look like I could coach him tomorrow, but I couldn't play. No, I'm joking. He's, he's doing well. Everybody seems to be doing well in this uh, Christmas season. But for those who aren't, we want to thank everybody yesterday who came out to Friendly's a Sports Bar and Grill during our noon show and contributed toys, cash, clothes to the Feed My People group that was there collecting for those who are in need at this Christmas season. There's nothing worse, I can imagine, than being in need at this time of year. And so it was great to see. One guy came by and he said, you know what, I was listening to you guys, and I said, I'm going out and getting some things. And he went to the dollar store and bought $200 worth of things. I'm assuming that dollar store doesn't have anything left. But that's the kind of great spirit uh, that people show and display during this time of year. Today we're going to be doing our noon show, our sports show, the Monster Energy Drink STL-Cars.com sports show, at the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri, on Bryan Road. So come on out and see us at noon today. So that's just a little bit of housekeeping. Today will be our last morning show until the Christmas uh, holiday is over. So we have a lot packed in, though. We have a lot packed in. Good old Biden is out there making a fool of himself. William Barr. Here's something I love watching. I love watching the CNNs and the MSNBCs all of a sudden show just who they are. They they turn right around, and as soon as some Republican becomes an anti-Trumper, they bring them into the Democrat fold as if they're long-lost lovers. So William Barr is now the darling of CNN and MSNBC, as is Liz Cheney, 
Adam Kinzinger, all the losers of the Republican Party that Trump would just soon kick right in the ass and kick him right out of the party, all of a sudden are the darlings of the TV networks that are liberal. And Jake Tapper, who is one of the most pathetic broadcasters I've ever seen in my life, he constantly begs his uh, interviewing guest to please adopt my philosophy here. Please listen to what I'm forcing on you. These people always start a question like this. You would agree that if I were them, I would say, I don't agree with you at all. And it's funny to watch, but how they just fall all over themselves to suck up to the lone sheep that have wandered out into the wilderness from the Republican Party. And they, oh, let's bring them into the fold right now. We can't wait. Can't wait to get them. They don't like Trump. It's fabulous. Biden actually, uh, you know, he always is is noted for going on with those tough interviewers like Cardi B and now Conan O'Brien. And during this exchange with Conan O'Brien, I guess it was yesterday or the day before, he started blaming the media for his problems. The media. The same people, the same sycophants that carry his water every single day for him. This is how cowardly the media really is. If I did somebody's bidding every day, if I destroyed my own credibility every day for someone else, and then had that someone else slap me around like a little bitch, I would be so pissed off. But these media people try to suck up even more. Oh, we're sorry, Joe. We didn't mean to make it look like we weren't on your side. We're sorry. It's laughable what this country has become. We are a joke. The media is forever ruined in this country. No one believes a thing they say. And why would you? No one believes a thing that anybody in Washington says. And why would you? Those are the two institutions that are the, that are the worst examples of freedom of speech, of independent journalism, of doing the work of the people, Congress, the White House, and the media. Just get rid of them all. That would be a good start. I can't believe how pathetic the media is. And and they're so arrogant and so stupid. I mean, these are really dumb people. They don't even get it. They don't get how pathetic they are. Kind of funny that you could be that stupid. But they are. And sadly, as we head into this Christmas weekend, where so many people are going to be traveling, don't think that you can count on help from the air marshals if something goes wrong, because you can't. Sonia Labasco is the executive director of the Air Marshals Council. Where are the air marshals right now, Sonia Labasco? They're down on the border still. Nothing has changed since we reported on this since Thanksgiving. We're still down there doing the same duties. Um, but there, we are doing one thing new, Carly. We're now driving the illegal immigrants to the airport to get on the aircraft that we're not on. Um, it's very ironic that we're, we're ushering people that we haven't even identified that got a notice to appear. You know, they don't have to have a real ID to enter the airport. Oh, the air marshals are dropping them off at the aircraft so they can get into a special aisle so they can get on the aircraft without any air marshals being present. 
They fly where they want to fly. But I think it's quite ironic that we've got air marshals on the border still with our agency blinking red everywhere, threat models high. So if you listened closely there, you heard the irony of it all. She said that air marshals now have the distinct honor of driving illegal aliens to the airport to get on aircraft that the air marshals are not on. In addition, this corrupt government of Biden has set up special aisles for the illegal aliens to board the aircraft while you wait perhaps for an hour in your line. They just pass right on through. So if you see a bunch of illegal aliens at the airport this weekend as you're traveling and you're sitting there in line looking at your husband or your wife and going, what the F is going on here? Understand that those illegal aliens get to pass right on through. They have their own special aisle. They don't have to wait in line with you. Why would they? They've done so much for this country. I mean, we should tip our cap. Remember to bow if they walk past you because they're treated like royalty in this country. Most of them, these slime balls who are coming in from other countries to do us harm. But that's what's going on. No air marshals on planes. Why do we call them air marshals? They're not in the air. They're border marshals. They're taxi cab drivers. They're driving illegal aliens to the airport. As Sonia Labasco said, to get on aircraft that we're not on. Next November can't come soon enough, and truthfully, next January can't come soon enough. We've still got a year before this piece of dog meat is out of the office. It can't happen too soon. The only question remaining is not whether Trump will beat him. Trump will slaughter him. The only question remaining is how much damage can Biden do from now until next January when he's booted out? And the answer is he can do a lot. A whole lot. If I were Biden and I had arrested my political opponent four times and then gotten a state to take him off the ballot and I was still getting my ass kicked, I think I'd just walk away. How much more humiliation can that old codger take? He's got a wife who runs his life who's now telling him he needs to rest more. Isn't that reassuring to the American people? Here's a guy running for president. You, he, he doesn't even know where he is. Once again, he got lost leaving a stage the other night. He has no idea how to exit a stage. He has no idea how to walk up a stairway or down one without falling. He can't finish a sentence. He wanders off into who knows where. And now his wife is, I guess, letting it leak out that she's telling him to rest more. Rest more? I mean, it's all the guy does is rest. So if you're getting ready to vote next year, remember that. He needs to rest more. (laughs) It's too good, isn't it? And now, of course, California has to jump on the Colorado bandwagon and say, well, we can use that Colorado decision to get Trump off the ballot here. We don't care what you do. We don't care what Colorado does or California, New York, Illinois. All of you liberal psychopathic strongholds, no one cares what you do. 
But it really doesn't matter. You're not going to win that battle either. You can keep talking about, oh, yeah, we'll get him off the ballot. No, you won't. As soon as the Supreme Court weighs in, your little game is over. Over. Because they will make it a blanket ruling so that the rest of the states can knock off the nonsense. So, New York, you're not even going to get your turn. Neither are you, Illinois. You pathetic people. You're not even going to get a chance. The Supreme Court is going to slap all of these people around like little rag dolls. And that's what they should do. And I hope the language is vicious. That's what I hope. I hope the Supreme Court leaves no doubt. I hope it's nine to nothing. And I think it might be. You'd think California would learn its lesson. A federal judge out in California just blocked a California law that banned carrying firearms in almost all public places. This is a Bush-appointed judge. Judge uh, Cormac Carney of the Central District of California issued a scathing statement calling the law that banned the firearms, signed, of course, by California's Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom, a sweeping repugnant to the Second Amendment and openly defiant of the Supreme Court. It would have gone into effect January 1st. It would have banned guns from 26 public places, including banks, zoos, churches, public parks. Would have prohibited people with concealed carry permits to carry firearms in those banned places. (laughs) Carpe diem to Judge Cormac Carney. So the preliminary injunction blocks the law. Ain't going to happen. And that's what I hope happens with this Colorado nonsense. And we think it will. One thing you can't block is good health insurance, though. And if you don't have it, you best get it. Or just never get sick, you know, whichever. If you can control that, then you don't need health insurance. But if you if you can't control whether you get sick or not, I'd call Jordan Krugman. That's what I did. 314-602-4055. 602-4055. He is thehealthinsuranceguy.net. That's where you'll find him online. Great time, to, great time I should say, to take a look at your health care options. Open enrollment's ongoing. Goes through January 15th, but that'll be upon us pretty quickly. But even if you think you have a great health insurance plan, it's worth your while to call Jordan to get peace of mind. That's what I did, and I found out I didn't have as good a plan as I thought I did. He has a lot of low-cost alternatives, many of which I wasn't aware of. You might not be aware of it. He has plans that have a zero deductible, plans that are designed, all of them, to eliminate your out-of-pocket costs, not reduce, eliminate your out-of-pocket costs. He's licensed in 23 states, including Missouri and Illinois, but every appointment that you have with Jordan can be done virtually from the comfort of your own home. Remember this, he's a broker. So that means he designs plans specifically for you. He's working for you, not the insurance company. And then after that plan is put in place, he takes it to every insurance company and gets you the best deal. How about that? Not only that, he never charges any broker fees. You won't find that anywhere. All consultations are free, no obligations. If you're getting ready to go on Medicare, put away all of the 
information that the insurance companies have sent you. Throw it away. It's all confusing. Call Jordan, 314-602-4055. He'll explain it all to you. And he'll let you know that most Advantage plans have a zero monthly premium. And if you're worried about pre-existing conditions, talk to Jordan. He has new options that cover pre-existing conditions. And a lot of extras he can lead you to. Gym memberships, transportation services, hearing aids, and the like. 314-602-4055. It's in that file that's titled, What Do You Have to Lose? But you have a lot to gain. A lot to gain. A whole lot. Well, did you see Biden walk over to the media at the airport yesterday? And one of the uh, reporters yelled out to him, is, is President Trump an insurrectionist? Here's Biden. He saw it all. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies, I'll let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. No question about it. None. Zero. And uh, he seems to be doubling down on about everything. Anyway. Anyway. There's no question about it. Zero, he says. It's fact. Trump supported an insurrection. First of all, there was no insurrection. There has never been a court in this country since January 6, 2021, that has ruled that there was an insurrection or that anyone incited an insurrection. Not one court has ever ruled as such. And yet Democrats keep saying insurrection. They want to bury it in your head. And the stupid liberals that I've encountered, it actually does bury itself in their heads. And the reason it does is because there's a lot of room in their heads. There's not much of a brain in there. So stupid information can filter into their heads. And this kind of nonsense does. Just remember this. Not one court has issued any kind of a ruling against anyone that there was an insurrection or that someone incited an insurrection. doesn't matter if it's Trump or anyone else. The United States Senate had a chance to rule that Donald Trump incited an insurrection, and they said not guilty. That's the only body of any sort that's even had it before them. No one else has been charged with insurrection. Think about it. All of the bogus charges that that corrupt, quote-unquote, special prosecutor Jack Smith has brought against Trump, not one of them involves insurrection. Not one. Not one of any charges brought in any one of the four cases involves insurrection. And yet, the liberals like Biden, that retard Biden, continues to insert, well, of course he, insurrection. There's no question about it. Zero, he says, zero. Apparently there is. Big questions. The only non-question is, is that he didn't incite an insurrection and that there wasn't an insurrection. Biden can't spell insurrection. That's his biggest problem. Kellyanne Conway, Biden claims there's no doubt that Trump incited an insurrection. True? But when he says there's no question he was an insurrectionist, and Adam Schiff, you know, the failing upward to run for the Senate now in California, said being held to account for inciting insurrection, finally. That's just not the evidence that's been presented in any court of law and, and that has led to charges for President Trump on those grounds or that he's been convicted. So it is in doubt. And when you look at what I just think the Democrats wake up every 
morning, Emily, and they look at the calendar. The iPhone says January 6, 2021. The date never changes. And then they get an electric vehicle and go get an abortion. I just described the Democratic Party <laughs> oh to you God. in seven seconds. <laughs> Carpe gazillion diem Kellyanne Conway. I just described the Democrat Party in seven seconds. They wake up every day. Their watches say January 6th. The date never changes. Then they get in their electric cars and go get an abortion. (laughs) I just described the Democrat Party in seven seconds. She's so, so right. That's who they are. (laughs) But she's right. The The date never changes. These people can't even stop talking about it. They're so obsessed. By the way, Biden is so obsessed with Donald Trump, it's almost scary. Do you want a president who's that obsessed with anything? This guy's obsessed with Donald Trump. He Now he won't even call, call him by name. Did you notice that? Now, I've seen guys, their ex-wives, they don't call them by name because they can't stomach them. But Biden is obsessed with Donald Trump. I've never seen anything like it. He wasn't going to come over to the media at that airport. In fact, he originally said when they asked him about the Colorado decision, he said, I'm not going to comment on a court case. Then he comes walking over. All of a sudden, the Secret Service has to scramble. And Not that anybody would want to kill Biden. I mean, my God, I want him to run. I'm begging him to run. Please protect him. And then he starts running his mouth about insurrections. He's so obsessed with Trump, he can't stand it. He's got to talk about him somehow. The guy will almost kill himself or just die if he loses to Trump, and he will lose to Trump, but he won't be able to handle it. He will not be able to handle it. And his wife, that villain, won't be able to take it either. But Kellyanne Conway, you have just hit it out of the park better than anybody. I wish I could have come up with that. I wish Trump would have. You did spectacularly. It's so perfect. They wake up, their watches say January 6th, the date never changes. Then they get in their electric car and go get an abortion. (laughs) Oh, God love her. That's just so fantastic. She's great, by the way. And I hope that when there is a Trump presidency that she's part of it again. I think she will be. I hope she is. I hope a lot of the same people come back. For instance, I hope Jared Kushner comes back. I hope Ivanka comes back. I'm not sure if they will, but I think in the end they'll help out. Now, the people that won't be back, John Kelly and his ilk, Barr, Bolton, all of those criminals, they won't come back. Those pathetic liars, they're pathological liars, they won't be back. That's for sure. But Kellyanne Conway, Mr. President, bring her back. Please bring her back. Now, in case you were wondering and trying to fiddle around, trying to figure out this Colorado decision, and what does the 14th Amendment say? And I mean, you can read it for yourself. And a lot of times when people read legal documents, and in this case it's simply an amendment to the Constitution, but sometimes the, the wording gets confusing. And it's just the way it works. And people can't quite figure out what it means. But the 14th Amendment was talking about specifically Jefferson Davis not being able to run for president. But Jefferson Davis could run. He was the president of the Confederacy, but he was never convicted of anything. 
So he could actually run. It's so good. These people don't even understand what they're talking about. It says in Section 3, and this is the one they're quoting, no person shall be senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state. Who has engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Again, Trump's never even been charged with insurrection, much less engaged in it. So Bruce Castor, we thought we would let him explain it all for you. He's a, He participated in the Trump impeachment over the insurrection that Pelosi brought, and of course won. And here's his explanation of what went on in Colorado and why these people are so dead wrong. The only judicial or quasi-judicial body that decided that issue was the United States Senate, who, said, who decided that uh, that in one of the articles of impeachment that the president did not engage in, in insurrection. It was actually part of the case that I argued, and that was the only quasi-judicial decision. Now, you might also look at uh, Jack Smith in the indictments in, uh, in D.C. As far as I recall, he did not charge the, the uh, statute for inciting insurrection. That means that there was not probable cause to believe that the president engaged in conduct that constituted the crime of inciting an insurrection. And if you look at the 14th Amendment, the, stat, the, the part of the Constitution that the Colorado Supreme Court was interpreting, it says that the, the person who potentially is disqualified shall have engaged in an insurrection against the United States. When the word shall is used in the law, it means it is adjudicated and it definitely happened. <laughs> and as we know, it has been adjudicated in, it hasn't been adjudicated in any court. And the only body that's weighed in on it was the Senate and they decided it did not happen. So he's right with the wording of shall. That means it happened. And it hasn't happened. This case, I believe, will go down nine to nothing. I believe even the liberal justices, even Roberts himself, will vote against this. You you cannot be a Supreme Court justice if you support the, the ruling in Colorado. You just ought to resign because we have no Constitution anymore. Even William Barr, the arch enemy of President Trump, who refused to investigate the 2020 election, even though... He knew there was election fraud, then declared there wasn't election fraud. Then we later find out he didn't even investigate it. Even he understands this case is dead on arrival. And I still wonder, does Barr strongly oppose President Trump for the presidency this time around? As you know, I I strongly oppose Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. But uh, I think that this case is, is legally wrong and untenable. Uh, and I think this kind of action of stretching the law, taking these hyper-aggressive positions to try to uh, knock Trump out of the race uh, are counterproductive. They backfire. As you know, uh, he, he uh, feeds on grievance, just like a fire feeds on oxygen. And this is going to end up as a grievance that helps him. He feeds on grievance? 
Nobody has had more done to him illegally and unethically in the history of our country than Donald Trump. It's people like William Barr who keep bringing these things in front of him that he has to fight. That's not feeding off grievance. That's fighting back against a corrupt government and corrupt individuals in the government like William Barr when he is attacked not only legally but criminally. I guess William Barr thinks that Donald Trump should just sit there and take it. If you just sit there and take it, Mr. President, then we won't say that you you feed off grievances. You're the people that caused this. And like any human being that has the wherewithal to fight back, Donald Trump fights back. And praise God that he does. I would love to see William Barr attacked for just one day like Trump has been for seven years. The truth is William Barr would cower in the face of that kind of attacking. He would quit and he would wave the white flag and have have somebody rub his belly. What's the reason that you're against Trump so strongly, Barr? I mean, the reason uh, I'm opposed to Trump is is precisely because I am a conservative. I believe that any of those three candidates would win a far bigger victory and be able to affirmatively advance a sound conservative agenda for the country. Let's Let's analyze that for a second. The reason he's against Trump is because he, Barr, is a strong conservative and that DeSantis... He said three. I don't know which three he meant. I'm assuming he meant DeSantis, Haley, and Ramaswamy. He could not have possibly meant Christie. So let's just say the three. Because those three could beat Biden easier than Trump can beat him. That's his philosophy. Well, we can argue that all day, whether that's true or not. But it doesn't matter as long as you beat Biden. So that's his reason? And that he's a conservative and that those three are more conservative than Trump. Nikki Haley would sell this country out. She's already done it. Ron DeSantis is a coward. Did you see where DeSantis? Well, I'll, I'll be I'll playing. I'll be playing for you in a little bit regarding the Colorado decision. So I'll wait on that. But Ron DeSantis is only in office in Florida because of Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley are both liars. They both assured Trump they wouldn't run against him in the primary, and both of them are. Now, they're both getting their ass kicked, which is poetic justice. And I love that. So Barr's reasoning, if you can follow it, is I'm a true conservative, and they will advance conservative policies more than Trump. Were you alive when Trump was president? Are you just four years old or so because you've just been born since Trump left office? I mean, this country was sailing along on... Principles that conservatives love and policies that conservatives love under Donald Trump. I'm not sure where William Barr was. Oh, he served in the administration. If you were so against Donald Trump and he wasn't a conservative to measure up to your standards, why did you serve as attorney general? Is it because you got free food because you love eating? Well, well, why did you serve there? You fraud, you fat fraud. Why do the Republicans have so many fat frauds 
among their membership. Christie, Barr, they can't stop eating and they can't stop talking. And they don't say anything. They just hate Trump. And yet, Christie begged Trump for a job in his administration. He hates him so much. And Barr served in the administration that he claims wasn't Republican and conservative enough for him. That's the problems Republic that's the problem Republicans have. They're frauds. They're cowards, they're spineless. They're all smarter than the Democrats because the Democrats don't have a smart person among them. And yet they can't even use their own intellectual superiority to their benefit because they're too cowardly. When God created conservatives in Washington, he created them as jellyfish. They don't have a spine. Bar. I'm a conservative. That's why I'm against Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm a Texan. I'm George Bush's guy. But I'm working for Trump because I'm such a fraud. I don't think he's a conservative. But I'm going to work for him because he, he asked me to and I can float my ego a little bit. Pig. But even Barr can't hide behind the fact that the Supreme Court will slap this Colorado decision around like a rag doll. Well, I think if they take it up, they're going to slap it down very quickly. And I hope they do take it up quickly and slap it down because otherwise he could be left off the ballot uh, in, in this primary. What was the core problem of the Colorado ruling, according to you, William Barr? The core problem here is the denial of due process. Uh, in, to deprive somebody of the right to hold public office requires due process. It requires an adjudication of two core issues. One, was there an insurrection? Uh, did the public disturbance rise to the level of an insurrection? And, and second, what was the role of the, of the individual in there? Was it engagement? Did they do something to break their oath of office? Those are, those are complicated facts, and this was denied due process. Uh, it was a five-day hearing. Uh, there was no jury. It was before the judge. Uh, they, they were not able to subpoena witnesses and compel the attendance of, of witnesses. They relied on uh, you know, the hearings, the January 6th committee hearings, which is mostly hearsay. There was, no, there was no right to cross-examine during those hearings and so forth. So all the, as, as the dissents, and by the way, the, the three Democratic ju- uh, justices who dissented, their opinions, I think, are masterful. And as they pointed out, they said, you know, the process here was a procedural Frankenstein. A procedural Frankenstein. He's right, by the way, on that part. No witnesses were called. No witnesses were allowed to be called. No cross-examination because there were no witnesses after all. This is what happens with liberals. Due process gets trampled. You don't have any rights. We're just going to determine that you're guilty because we want you to be guilty. That's how liberals behave. The law means nothing to them. Obeying the law means nothing to them. Absolutely nothing. That's scary in itself, right? 
So that's the core problem. No due process. That's a big core problem. Everybody in this country gets due process by way of the Constitution. Just the way it is in this country. When you have a constitutional republic, that's what you have. People can't just accuse you and decide, okay, that's it. You're guilty. Liberals do that. Democrats do that. They do it all the time. They have corrupt Democrat judges. By the way, two of the four judges that ruled in this case in Colorado, two of them went to Yale, a third went to Harvard, and the fourth went to Biden's alma mater. <laughs> you, it, 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 A lawyer told me one time, and it's very true, if you're looking for justice, don't go to a courtroom. You will not find justice ever in a courtroom. Too many corrupt judges, too many judges who are now political activists. That's not to say there aren't good judges. There are. But way too many are now corrupt, and way too many have become political activists. That's never been the job. It was never intended to be the job. And yet somehow it is the job. And Barr himself has never given Trump any due process. Barr himself decided on his own, without any investigation, that the 2020 election was just fine. The Attorney General of the United States, whose job it is to investigate claims of election fraud, never investigated. So I love it when the liberals claim... Pardon me, I had to sneeze. When liberals claim, without any merit whatsoever, that election fraud was just a lie, election rigging was all a lie, and that it's been debunked, it has never been debunked. It has never been litigated. It's never even been investigated by the Justice Department, which is stunning. It has been investigated by people like Dinesh D'Souza, whose movie, 2,000 Mules, will pretty much lay to rest any doubt as to whether this election was rigged. Now, liberals don't want you to hear about that movie. They don't want you to even know it exists. I'm sure they banned it in most places. You know, the, the party that claims that Ron DeSantis bans books in Florida, <laughs> which he's never done, I might add. It's pretty funny. If it weren't so sad, I guess it would be funny. Now, you heard Barr talk about hearsay. And Jake Tapper from CNN, who was interviewing him, apparently, in putting on his legal robes, he's not a lawyer, thinks hearsay isn't provided by witnesses. I mean, Barr said, well, let... If you want to hear, <laughs> I mean, all right, I'm, I'm, I got to play it again because I, w- I want to set it up perfectly for you so that you understand what Barr is talking about. And what Barr was talking about is very simple, the due process. But listen to what he says about hearsay. The core problem here is the denial of due process. Uh, in, to deprive somebody of the right to hold public office requires due process. It requires an adjudication of two core issues. One, was there an insurrection? 
uh, did the public disturbance rise to the level of an insurrection? And, and second, what was the role of the, of the individual in there? Was it engagement? Did they do something to break their oath of office? Those are, those are complicated facts, and this was denied due process. Uh, it was a five-day hearing. Uh, there was no jury. It was before the judge. Uh, they, they were not able to subpoena witnesses and compel the attendance of, of witnesses. They relied on, uh, you know, the hearings, the January 6th committee hearings, which is mostly hearsay. There's no, there was no right to cross-examine during those hearings. And so- mostly hearsay in that report, which of course it was. So what does Jake Tapper think hearsay is? I, I, I'm sure that if, uh, your friend Liz Cheney were here, she would say that the January 6th hearings was not mostly hearsay. It was mostly witness testimony. How dumb is this guy, okay? What does he think hearsay is? Hearsay is witness testimony, you stupid ass. I mean, I don't know how this guy even is 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 employed. His, his friend Liz Cheney. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Listen to him again about hearsay. I, I, I'm sure that if... Uh... Your friend Liz Cheney were here. She would say that the January 6th hearings was not mostly hearsay. It was mostly witness testimony. (laughs) Where does this idiot think hearsay comes from? The mountaintops? Hearsay is witness testimony, you imbecile. Has he ever watched Perry Mason? Have you ever watched any legal show where there's a question and answer going on between attorney and witness and... The other attorney on the other side stands up and objects. Objection, Your Honor, hearsay. And the judge then rules whether what the witness said was hearsay or not. Hearsay is evidence that comes from a witness, you jackass you. I, I, I'm sure that if uh, your friend Liz Cheney were here, she would say that the January 6th hearings was not mostly hearsay. It was mostly witness testimony. <laughs> it wasn't hearsay. It was witness testimony. Because witness testimony is not hearsay. What a complete moron. I mean, honestly, you you don't have to be real smart to understand what hearsay is. Just by the very name that you give it, hearsay. That means someone said it. And when when you're talking about a court hearing, it's a witness who said it. You buffoon. That guy's so freaking arrogant. It just drips off of his tongue, and everything he says is stupid. I'm sure if your friend Liz Cheney was here, ooh, Liz Cheney, because what she says, we all kind of wait on. What did Liz think about this? Again, one of the former Republicans, who probably never was a Republican, who has wandered out and become the darling of the liberals. Let's get a Trump-hating Republican and that'll be our new spokesperson on CNN and MSNBC. It's it's funny because you can see right through them. But Tapper showed how dumb he really is. I mean, that was truly stupid. I think it's hard to be that dumb. I think you have to try. I know people are going to say, well, that's kind of harsh, is it? Is that really harsh to say how stupid that was? I mean. That guy. Yeah, that's Tapper. That guy. (laughs) 
that guy. That was really dumb stuff, man. I mean, really dumb stuff. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Oh, hold on one second. Okay, try it again. Can you hear me now? We got you now. Say good morning. How you doing, brother? I am doing great. How about you? Doing good, buddy. I planned to come on down and see you yesterday down in South County, but babysitting duty's got the best of me. So That happens, man. I can <laughs> I can understand that. Well, we're there uh, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. I'm going to try and get down there one of these days so I get to see you a little bit. Uh, Kevin, you said, or you play a clip there of something that I thought was really not only funny but important. But William Barr talking about breach of an oath of office. Yeah. Kevin, we have over 500 people in our government plus that have breached their oath of office. I mean, how many times have they done that? Boy, it's, it's a very good point. They've all done it, and especially Barr. Barr yeah, and- refused to investigate a election that, by most people's view, was rigged. But he didn't even yeah. investigate it and then lied about it and said it wasn't rigged. Yeah, Barr not only talk- breached his oath, he then lied. Right, and you talked something earlier about him being a coward in this interview. Kevin, he was a coward the day he didn't investigate the election. You know why? He didn't want the focal point on him that he did something to overturn the election because of the feedback he'd get from the media and others as well. Not only that, but the Supreme Court did the same thing by not taking it up because they're too cowardice. They don't want to be involved and being looked at as the people that overturned the election, rightfully overturned it. Yeah, the Supreme Court will never live down their reluctance to hear the cases. That is the ultimate cowardice. You are the Supreme Court. Don't give me this nonsense you don't want to get involved in elections. That's why you're the Supreme Court. You're the last say. So if you don't want to have the last say, then calmly resign. Just get the hell out, and we'll put somebody else in there. And one other point, Kevin, that scares the hell out of me on what they're going to do about this Colorado decision. I agree with you. It should be nine to nothing. But these people just cannot be trusted, even at the Supreme Court level, especially the liberals. No, well, I don't worry about the liberals. I worry about the conservatives because the liberals don't have the majority. So I worry about the, the conservatives, especially the supposed conservative John Roberts. He scares me the most. But I don't believe there's any way possible that at the very worst it's five to four in Trump's favor. Absolutely. And and not only that, Kevin, but if these people cared about our republic and cared about the rule of law, they would take this thing up immediately and shoot it down because they're going to try and do this in every court that they don't want uh, uh, Trump on the ballot. And I also heard, uh, I guess from... I don't know if it was Gutfeld or some maybe it was your show I'd heard it on, uh, that Texas is considering removing Biden from the ballot. Wouldn't that be a blessing? Yeah, somebody suggested that. I don't know how seriously they're considering it, but I, I think it's funny. And that's what really, that's what the red states ought to do. Just take Biden off in every one of them. You want to play yeah. this game? You know, wait until you see what the Supreme Court rules. And then if they rule against Trump, which they won't, but if they do, then take him off of every ballot in the red states. Absolutely. And take any Democrat off the ballot as yeah, far as I'm exactly. concerned. Yeah, exactly. Take every one of them off. If that's what that's you right. want, 
then you want a one-party system. That's what you want. And then we're going to give it to you, but except it's not going to be your party. It's going to yeah, be ours in all the red states. It's the type of civil war that needs to be played right now if you're not going to get into the violent part of it. But something, I, you know, just when I sat back and thought about, boy, there's going to be one trigger that's just going to set this damn thing off. I thought the Colorado decision may be it, but every time that happens, nothing happens. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. People no, I do. Gonna... Well, we're going to wait and see what the Supreme Court does. I can, I can tell you this. If the Supreme Court rules against Trump, you're going to see fire. We should. There's no doubt about it. Anyway, Carpe Diem, buddy. Have a great Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your family. The same to you, Steve. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to both you and your family, and enjoy it. Enjoy this wonderful time of year. Great. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I think uh, this is a powder keg. Somebody's just waiting to light the match. And in the Supreme Court rules against Trump here, they've lit the match. This will not stand, and it should not stand. I've been been predicting a civil war for years now, and this you know you wait for the, the the one event that triggers it, this will be the event. But I don't believe for one second that they want. Now they have to have it before them before they can take it up. So Trump's lawyers are preparing the petition now to take it to the Supreme Court. This is the problem, and this is of course what the Democrats want. They want to distract Trump. They want to take up his time by having him fight these idiotic battles. Spend his money. This is this is their aim. Their aim is to bankrupt him. And in my opinion, every time he wins, whether it's at the state court level, the federal court level, district court, or the appellate level, he should be getting a return of all of his legal fees. The government should be forced to pay it every time he defeats the government. The state of Colorado should pay for Trump's legal fees should the Supreme Court rule in Trump's favor. And that's when you start to end the nonsense of weaponizing the judiciary. You won't have this nonsense if these people have to fear a big-ass fine, which is exactly what that would be. Whatever Trump spends on lawyers, if he wins, you lose. In fact, I think that should be the case on every lawsuit. The winner prevails, the winner gets legal fees paid. And that would stop some of the nonsensical lawsuits that jam up the court system. People love to sue, man. We're a litigious society, and mostly because there's no risk. Any jackass can afford a $125 filing fee or whatever it is now. And that's how this system has to be reformed. Again, we're then counting on judges to have a spine, and judges don't have a spine for the most part. Again, I always there are always exceptions, so don't ever say that I said all judges are cowards. They're not. But most are. And if any of them had a sense of fairness, they would tell in every case, the winner is getting his legal fees paid by the loser. So before you want to go forward, understand that. And that would stop a lot of this nonsense. It certainly would stop these asshats with Trump. So that's where we are with this, and I don't think there's any question Trump wins and wins hands down. And I do believe it's going to be nine to nothing. I do. But Gina Griswold doesn't think that. No doubt an heir to the Griswold Christmas vacation family. She's the Secretary of State of Colorado. She fancies herself as some sort of dictator, and when she says something, it must be law. 
I think that the big picture, no matter if Donald Trump ends up being on the ballot or off the ballot, is the extent of how dangerous he is to American democracy. So because she thinks he's dangerous to American democracy, and of course that's the liberal mantra now, that's their new set of words, threat to democracy, they think they own that. You'll hear Kellyanne Conway weigh in on that. But because Gina Griswold says Donald Trump's a threat to democracy, why we should take him off the ballot. And she spearheaded that effort, and that's how it ended up. She thinks she's some sort of dictator. I'm Secretary of State. I think he's a threat to democracy. I'm getting him off the ballot. You heard her say whether Donald Trump is on the ballot or not. She knows he's going to be on it. It's not a big deal because he's not going to win Colorado anyway. That's a land of fruits and nuts just like Hollywood. But she wants to make her little statement. Everything about these liberals is about their runaway egos. They have no talent. They have no ideas, no creativity, no solutions to any problem except to attack their opponents. That's their solution to everything. Call you names, call you a threat to democracy, call you Adolf Hitler, call you this, call you that. Lie, they lie so well, but not really that well, but they lie a lot. Their lies aren't very good, though. And then decide that because they're in power that they will decide everything. Well, it doesn't work that way. Now, it works that way in Russia or Nazi Germany. I always love it when they refer to Republicans as fascists or Donald Trump as Hitler. They know that they are the true fascists. They are the true Nazis. All they're lacking is a goose step. They've got the gulags to prove it. They've got the treatment of political prisoners to prove it. They don't yet have the gas chambers to kill you. But as I asked Owen Schroyer, who was released from federal prison a couple of weeks ago, after he had gone there for no reason whatsoever, if they had the gas chambers and could get away with it, would they do it? He said yes without hesitating. I agree. All they need is a a belief that they could get away with it, and they'll do it. Even Ty Cobb, not the baseball player, but a former White House attorney under the President, uh, President Trump's administration, and John Bolton, the confessed Trump hater, among others, all understand that this Colorado decision is insane. I think this case will be handled quickly. I think it could be 9-0 in the Supreme Court for Trump. This country is a powder keg, and this court is just throwing matches at it. This is hands down the most anti-democratic opinion I've seen in my lifetime. I would say to the judges, as I said to the Justice Department, you're actually making it more likely that Donald Trump is elected next November by how you are pursuing this. The idea that uh, 50 different state courts can can decide a question involving the highest elective office in the executive branch, interpreting the federal constitution as to what constitutes an insurrection against the federal government uh, is, is incoherent. The last person was Bolton. He's dead on. But it's not hard to be right on this one. Okay, This doesn't make you some sort of legal scholar. It's just not hard. And the pollster said it right. You're making it more likely. You, you idiot liberals who are living to take Trump down make it more likely that, he, that they ensure his election with the crap they pull. 
you'd have to be Stevie Wonder not to see what these people are up to, that every single thing they do is designed to destroy Donald Trump so that he can't run. They want to plant. They know this decision will never stand, but they want to plant in the heads of anybody who has any doubts. Donald Trump's an insurrectionist. The fact that that is a flat-out lie and has never been adjudicated that he is doesn't bother liberals. They act as though courts have decided somewhere that Donald Trump was the starter and the organizer of an insurrection. That's what they want you to believe. They don't care if it's true. They know it's not true. They know it's never been in a court of law. They know he's never been charged with anything resembling it, even by the criminals who've charged him. Even they won't go that far. But the court in Colorado wants you to believe it. And they want you to believe it because they don't want him to win. So they have sold their souls. Their legal souls are for sale. That's how pathetic this country's judiciary has become. The judges' souls are for sale. They're political hacks. Scary. Kellyanne Conway, what will Biden have to eat, own, and swallow? I think eat and own and swallow perhaps a nine to nothing unanimous decision by the Supreme Court. I don't think that's going to go according to party lines. They're not going to want to set that precedent. By the way, can we all take a moment to pray for these justices? They're going to be under attack again. Yeah. I mean, I truly worry for their safety. These crazy people out there, these lunatical Biden voters, if there are any left, they find their way to the Supreme Court justices' homes, their kids' schools, their places of work, their places of worship. He should be talking about that. He should say there's no question, zero doubt, that the Supreme Court justices have a right to live peaceably and, and, to, and to remain secure. But not only will he not do that, He'll sit idly by while they try to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. He'll sit idly by he and his corrupt Attorney General Merrick Garland will sit idly by while these psychopath rioters go to the Supreme Court justices' homes and camp outside of them trying to intimidate them, even though that's against federal law. Merrick Garland, who's sworn to uphold federal law, ignores federal law. He's one of the most corrupt people in the history of our government. As bad as Biden is, he's a nitwit. Garland knows better and intentionally and willingly ignores the law in order to further his political ambition and to put the lives of Supreme Court justices, a job he once desired strongly, in jeopardy. He doesn't care. You have an attorney general who tried desperately to become a Supreme Court judge, couldn't do it, failed, and now doesn't care if those very justices' lives are in danger when he has every power at his controls to to change it. He doesn't care. I'd like to know what happened to the guy who wanted to assassinate Justice Kavanaugh, who showed up at his house to kill him. I know he got arrested, but whatever happened to him? The media won't tell you. He's probably walking around free. Probably a member of the Biden cabinet. Now, the coward Ron DeSantis, 
unfortunately, he doesn't have the spine that Vivek Ramaswamy does. Vivek Ramaswamy immediately declared after this Colorado ruling that he would take his name willingly off the ballot in Colorado until and unless Donald Trump was back on. DeSantis, will you do the same? No, I think that's just playing into the left. Um, I think the case will get overturned by the Supreme Court. But I've qualified for all the ballots. I'm competing in all the states. And I'm going to accumulate the delegates necessary. That's the whole name of the game in this situation. But I do anticipate that that decision was political and will get reversed. That's not the name of the game in this situation, you coward. Ron DeSantis is a walking, talking coward. In my lifetime, I will never cast a ballot in his favor. I don't care who he's running against. I'll never vote for a coward like him. You want to talk about spineless. Wow. You know why he stood up against all of the crap that happened in Florida? Because he had Trump's support. I don't see him so strong against Biden as he was when Trump was in there. Then he could fight all the liberal nonsense. But this coward, if you had any, any dignity at all left in you, Ron DeSantis, I'm competing in all the states. That's what this is all about. It's all about you. We get it. It's not about the Constitution. It's not about upholding the rule of law. You don't care about those things. It is zero risk to Ron DeSantis or anybody else to say, I'm taking my name off the ballot. It's it's very strongly supportive of the rule of law. But there's no risk. Who cares if you're on the ballot in Colorado? Every one of them should make the same pact. They should just cancel the Republican primary in Colorado. And in fact, I don't care if Trump's restored to the ballot or not. They should cancel it. If Ronna McDaniel had an ounce of courage, she would announce that the Republican Party will not conduct a primary in the state of Colorado. Until further notice. And further notice means those corrupt Supreme Court justices are out. You want a Republican primary there? Get rid of them. Otherwise, we have nothing to do with you. Who cares about Colorado? Good grief. Now, all the talking heads on the liberal networks, Rachel Maddow and those group, that group, they enjoy taking democracy out of the hands of the Colorado voters. They think it's just wonderful. Now, every legal person that's weighed in on this has said what a disaster this decision was, this banana republic in Colorado. But not these liberals like Rachel Maddow at all. This is not a crazy thing for a democracy to do. It's very much like the reasoning of the conservative legal community. The conservatives on the Supreme Court who usually go on and on and on about states' rights are hypocrites. He was an enemy of the Constitution. Simply a plain reading of the U.S. Constitution. This is not partisan. This is about applying historic principles. What do you say to the um, to the Republican candidate's argument that this should be, the voters should have the say and not the courts? Why are you standing with Confederates who betrayed this country? Even she had to laugh at that. She's an ass. Her name's Mara Gay. Need I say more? Historic, a matter of historical principle. What does that even mean? Does anybody? Can anybody explain that to me? And that Jay Johnson, the, uh, Obama's guy. These people are pathetic. Every one of them knows that they just told lies, but they don't care. It doesn't bother them if it means getting Trump off the ballot, because we can't beat them. Here's what the liberals are saying all at one time: 
we can't beat him. So we have to, instead of steal the election, we'll head it off before it even happens. Because we know there is no way that we can beat him. Can't do it. So we're going to do do it some other way. Isn't that beautiful? We've got 16 states who are looking into this. Go ahead and weigh in, Supreme Court, and do it quickly. Put an end to this nonsense, this malarkey, this ins- this utter insanity. Utter insanity. Good grief. What a country. Why wouldn't you want to leave this place? This place is insane. It's loaded with insane people. Good grief. Kellyanne, the Democrats think that they own the phrase threat to democracy, don't they? And the Democrats think they own the issue, threats to democracy. They don't own it. A lot of people are tired of being censored and shadow banned and and, uh, put upon by the government and its ridiculous regulations and legislation and, and calling things like Inflation Reduction Act, which did no such thing. I think threats to democracy is going to increase as a as a focal point for Republican and center-right independent voters. I think she's right, and I think they know who the threat to democracy is. And it isn't Donald John Trump. And he knows how desperate these lunatics are. Crooked Joe Biden and the far-left lunatics are desperate to stop us by any means necessary. They are willing to violate the U.S. constitutions at levels never seen before in order to win this election. Joe Biden is a threat to democracy. It's a threat. They're weaponizing law enforcement for high-level election interference because we're beating them so badly in the polls. That's exactly what's going on. We know that. And that's Trump talking in Iowa. Colby Covington is a UFC fighter. Here's how bad the liberals are. He was in a fight the other night, dominated the fight. Nobody was knocked out, so it went to a decision. He got jobbed. He believes it's because he's a Trump supporter. I do believe that. You know, I think they stacked the, get, the deck against us because they don't want we, the people, to have control of this country again. And that's what Trump, Trump stands for. He stands for democracy. He stands for freedom. So they're going to do every, can, everything they can to keep us down, you know, from shadow banning us online, even if we're saying the truth. You know, they're not going to let us, they're going to make us censored, not let the people see that. You know, if it's in a judging position, in a fight, or any type of athletic uh, sporting event, they're going to stack the deck against us. So it's a sad time in our country, but, you know, we the people, we need to rise up, and we can't let this keep us down. He's 100% right. They don't want anything to do with the truth. That's not what they're about. They're about controlling you and me. And they'll do it in any way they have to do it. It's a hard fight. We're, we're, we're still fighting back. It's a hard fight for them. But we've got to make it harder. It's always a hard fight to take over the, the thought process of a country. But that's what they're trying to do. And they're, they're winning with the idiot the idiots in this country. And the, the sad part for us is there are a lot of idiots. They call themselves liberals, but the code word is idiot. Now they say Trump, uh, the one guy said, uh, the other Douglas Brinkley, he fancies himself as some sort of an historian. <laughs> and he's claimed that Donald Trump keeps Adolf Hitler's speeches on his nightstand next to his copy of Mein Kampf that he's read. 
Trump responded. It's crazy what's going on. They're ruining our country. And it's true. They're destroying the blood of our country. That's what they're doing. They're destroying our country. They don't like it when I said that. And I never read Mein Kampf. They said, oh, Hitler said that in a much different way. When he said they're destroying the bloodlines of our country, or the blood of our country, they went nuts over that. They went nuts. Some idiot AP reporter confronted J.D. Vance, the senator, about it. You know, they, they love to go to Republicans, especially Trump supporters. Uh, did you hear what Donald Trump said? And what do you think of it? J.D. Vance was ready. First of all, he didn't say immigrants were poisoning the blood of this country. He said illegal immigrants were poisoning the blood of the country, which is objectively and obviously true to anybody who looks at the statistics about fentanyl overdoses. And I, I think just one, one observation about the press as an organization, you guys seem far more upset about the guy who criticized the problem than you did about Joe Biden, who's causing this problem. Can you just go back to his comments, though, sure. and sort of using language that we heard you know, during World War II. I'm sure you're a student of history. You're well aware what that kind of language represents in, in historical context. What organization do you represent? I work at the Associated Press. The idea that I am well aware, you just framed your question implicitly assuming that Donald Trump is talking about Adolf Hitler. It's absurd. It is absurd. Why do you think that Donald Trump's language is targeted at the blood of the immigrants and not at the blood of the American citizens who are being poisoned by the fentanyl problem? You think he was referring I think to it's fentanyl? ridiculous. If you watch the speech in context and you look at what's going on, it is obvious that he was talking about the, the very clear fact that the blood of Americans is being poisoned by a drug epidemic. The, to, to, see, to take that comment and then to immediately assume that he's talking about immigrants as Adolf Hitler talked about Jews is preposterous. You guys need to wake up and actually do some journalism. Here's, 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 here's the problem with that question and that framing. You are allegedly a journalist. You're supposed to hold, speak truth to power. And yet, you're trying to circumscribe and narrow the limits of debate on immigration in this country. What you're doing is not speaking truth to power. You're trying to police the guy who's criticizing the problem so that Americans don't pay attention to the guy who caused the problem. Okay. It's an absurd question. It's an absurd framing. Carpe diem, J.D. Vance. God, did he make a monkey out of her. What an idiot these people are. They're so out of their league when they go try to question someone who's so vastly superior to them on the intelligence level. It's not even funny. By the way, that's not a high bar. It's not a high bar to be smarter than supposed journalists in this country anymore. Any whack job who grabs their phone camera and starts videoing them yelling things at someone calls themselves a journalist now. I find that hilarious. But it's the truth. That's what they do. I'm a journalist. No, you're not. You're not. You're an idiot. You're an absolute Fox is just as guilty as anybody else. They put this woman on whose name is Kennedy. She was on MTV. And they give her like political talk shows. <laughs> it's just idiotic. The whole the whole country's idiotic. It's a pack of idiots. William Barr decided he would take up the liberal mantra that uh, Donald Trump is talking in racist overtones and how offended William Barr is. I'm offended by, by it because uh, it has racist 
uh, overtones. I actually feel, I, as you say, I, I, we have to control the border, and a lot of people coming across the border from anywhere in the world, we don't know where they're coming from. But at the end of the day, the fact of the matter is that the Hispanic Americans that have come up from South America have, been, have made great citizens. You know, they have strong values. They're entrepreneurial. Uh, my son-in-law was a Marine uh, combat officer, and he said the best Marines in his unit in Iraq were the recent uh, Hispanic immigrants. So uh, I, I don't like these racist overtones. What racist overtones? That they're damaging the blood of our people. With, with fentanyl. That's what he's talking about, but Barr's not smart enough to understand that either. Any, any functioning brain understood that. But we're to think that it's okay for all of these illegal immigrants to come across the border and not be critical of the border being wide open, according to Barr, because some Marine friends of his son-in-law are recent legal immigrants and they were good Marines. You ever follow the logic of these people? I mean, they will go to any end and try to stretch any stupid-ass point they're making into some sort of anti-Trump comment. I got news for William Barr. For every good Marine that's crossing the border illegally or legally, there are 100,000 criminals, and it's proven with the facts. We don't even know who most of these people are. But we do know that over 600 on the terrorist list have crossed in the last year. You moron. Please, Lord, don't ever let William Barr near any position of responsibility in this government again. He's just too dumb. No wonder he's a George Bush ally. One dumbass deserves another. What I really love, though, is people like Jake Tapper at CNN, who now quotes Liz Cheney and Cassidy Hutchinson as former people in the Trump administration and former Republicans. Now, Liz Cheney can call herself a former Republican. I doubt she ever was one. But to describe Cassidy Hutchinson as a representative of the Trump administration, she was a low-level aide to Mark Meadows. But she was the Nancy Pelosi star liar in the January 6th pack of lies that Donald Trump was somehow wrestling with the Secret Service agents driving his car. To which the Secret Service agents in question said, liar, liar, pants on fire. But now Cassidy Hutchinson is one they turn to when they want to rip Trump. I think that Donald Trump in a second term does not have any, would not have guardrails. I think we saw that at the end of the first term with how things played out after he lost the election. If you imagine the, the people who uh, are on the absolute fringe, the people who are the least responsible, people who may well be unstable, and you imagine giving them supreme and ultimate power, that's what Donald Trump would do. That's what Donald Trump would do. Oh, that's what Donald Trump would do. Let's, let's examine what Donald, what Donald Trump did, not what he would do. What he did in four years of office. Why don't we talk about that? Or let's just get Cassidy Hutchinson out to give her opinion. <laughs> and I believe she gets paid for it. Because she's a nobody. You want to talk about the ultimate nothing burger? She is the ultimate nothing burger. And yet now the liberals treat her like she knows something. 
Why? Because she hates Trump. Why does she hate Trump? No one knows, except that it pays her well. If it pays these women well enough, they'll say anything. This gal that's on The View, what was her name? She worked in Melania's office, at some Alyssa Farrah Griffin, something like that. If it pays well, she'll say anything against Trump. And so that's the way they are. I find them funny. They're imbeciles. Cassidy Hutchinson. <laughs> I'm trying to try to think of a, of an apt comparison to her. You couldn't be lower than you're like an intern. Okay, so let's say that someone uh, Walter Cronkite. For instance, you you couldn't have a, a more exalted presence in the news business than Walter Cronkite in his career. Even though he was a lefty, he never showed it. But let's just say one of his interns, a couple of years later, was being interviewed in, by his opposing networks and just ripping him to pieces. That's what it would be like. Would anyone pay attention to what Walter Cronkite's intern thought? That's what Cassidy Hutchinson was. An aide to an aide. <laughs> now she's an expert on Trump. Oh, here's what he would do. We already know you lied. You should be prosecuted for perjury. That's where she should be. And here's another clown act in Congress. This Chip Roy, this loudmouth, belligerent Texan who thinks he's some sort of a cowboy... He's not. All cowboys would denounce him as a cowboy. But he thinks he's a tough guy because he's against Trump and he's in favor of Ron DeSantis. So he makes the lie that while Ron DeSantis is out shaking hands, what's Trump doing? And I was just at multiple events with Ron DeSantis where he's shaking their hands and looking them in the eye while Donald Trump hangs out in his basement in Florida afraid to actually debate. What's he afraid of? I'm, you know, look, I'm happy to debate him if he wants to anywhere. I'm just a little old congressman. Why won't he debate Ron DeSantis or any of the other candidates? I think he should. Why do you think he won't get on the debate stage with the other Republicans? Well, I mean, like I can tell you what Ron, from Ron DeSantis' perspective is because he would clean his clock. I mean, if you compare the records, they're not comparable. <laughs> this, this guy's so brain dead, it's almost frightening. If you compare the records, they're not comparable. I suppose he's right, actually. If you compare Donald Trump's achievements as president to Ron DeSantis as governor, a job, by the way, that he wouldn't have had without Trump's support pushing him over the line. There is no comparison. He's right. Ron DeSantis has done nothing on the level of the Abraham Accords, nothing on the level of that. Ron DeSantis has done nothing on the level of trade agreements negotiated with Canada and Mexico. He's done nothing close to that. Ron DeSantis has achieved nothing on the level of tariffs issued against China to bring them to an agreement that Trump negotiated. He's done nothing on that level. Ron DeSantis has done nothing on the level of Donald Trump getting representatives from 50 governments in, in the Middle East to come together at a summit meeting on his very first overseas trip. And I could go on. So Chip Roy's right. It's not even comparable, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis would clean Donald Trump's clock in a debate? What? Ron DeSantis can't even keep up with Nikki Haley. 
Are you kidding? He comes off looking like the little puppy dog with his tail between his legs after every one of these so-called debates. Hang, Donald Trump's hanging around in his basement? What, are you confusing him with Biden? Are you senile, Chip Roy? Donald Trump has been in Iowa every day this week, it seems. He's speaking in a different city. We just played a clip from him in Waterloo last night. But he says, Ron DeSantis is shaking hands with people and looking them in the eye. Ooh, he's looking them in the eye. I'm going to vote for him. All I saw was Ron DeSantis, like the coward that he is, refusing to take his name off the ballot and taking a stand for democracy and for the Constitution. I saw that. That's what I saw, Chip Roy. You'd be happy to debate Donald Trump? Quit making an ass of yourself. First of all, to think that you're important enough that Donald Trump would even consider talking to you is laughable. You are the ultimate nothing burger, but with the biggest mouth in Congress. This imbecile backwater Hoosier from Texas thinks if he screams loud enough, people think he's a tough guy. Well, you're not a tough guy. First of all, your name's Chip. Please, get serious. If you want to be taken serious, please don't ever have your name Chip. Tim Burkett went on MSNBC with that raving lunatic, Simone Sanders. And you want to talk about igniting a liberal head to blow up to smithereens when he aptly and accurately identified her as nothing more than a Democratic activist who's on MSNBC. She lost it. Again, she was trying to convince Tim Burkett that there's no evidence against Biden. And when Burkett cited the evidence, she lied first. And then when he called her out, she exploded. There has been no evidence that has been produced that the president committed a high crime or misdemeanor while he was president. And so if you don't find any evidence, at what point will the inquiry be considered concluded? When we get to the conclusion of that would be when we go through all the evidence, as I was stating earlier, there's a $5 million investment with Hunter and a Chinese communist um, member. And then Hunter, if you follow the money, he takes it, puts it in one of his 20 shell corporations. He, in fact, pays James Biden, the um, the president's brother. And then at the end of it, you see a $40,000 go out of this account, which was only created apparently for this influx of millions of dollars and the bank in itself and its email records have stated that there is, um, we see no business interest here. We need to be Congressman wary Burchette, of this. Thank and, you. Thank you so much for your time. I do just want to note that, again, the documents reviewed by NBC News, they show that the president made a $200,000 loan to his brother in 2018. The 40K you talk about, bank records that um, the Oversight Committee themselves saw show that the president made a wire transfer when he was not the president, to James Biden of 40K. Uh, payments were for to Hunter Biden were for, for a 2018 Ford Raptor truck um, that, the, that Joe Biden purchased that Hunter Biden was using. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard a high crime or misdemeanor yet. I, I completely understand. Are you going to let me answer the question, ma'am? I know you're a Democrat operative. You work for a Democrat consultant. Oh, now. Firm, All right, Congressman. Let's do it then since we're here. We're out of time, but we're going to do it. I used to, I did used to um, advise, I did used to advise a number of individuals. I've also advised some corporations and companies, but here I'm just here to be an advocate for the viewer. And I will ask you, 
One last time, what is the evidence that the committee has that Joe Biden, while he was president, committed a high crime, misdemeanor, or treason? Because that is the bar for an impeachment inquiry. Well, you have to ask yourself, ma'am, why does a vice president or a president get $40,000 through a, a Chinese communist corporation? That has all been right. Well, obviously- with that, thank you all very much, Congressman. It's always a pleasure, but you just can't come on here and lie. <laughs> what a streetwalker she is. You just can't come on here and lie. I did advise corporations and people. No, you were a Democrat operative. That's what you were. So the liar is you when you say that NBC reviewed these loan payment checks and determined that they weren't illegal. Who at NBC's ever examined those? Could you please identify those people? The answer is nobody. When you put a liar on like her, you just, you destroy any semblance of journalism anywhere in the country. The, The likes of MSNBC and CNN and the rest of them are disgraceful. New York Times, the Washington Post. You want to be a newspaper man in this country now. You grew up and you're, you used to think the Washington Post, the New York Times. Now you just laugh at them. They're nothing but liberal outpost rags. And the same with these networks. What do you put that woman on for anyway? She's borderline illiterate. She can't even talk. She doesn't even understand the difference between an impeachment inquiry and an impeachment proceeding. That's how stupid she is. An impeachment inquiry doesn't have to have high crimes and misdemeanors or treason, you stupid ass you. This inquiry is designed to get information that they otherwise could not get in investigating, in investigating this entire scenario. Why couldn't they get that information otherwise? Because Biden is blocking it. But if you declare an impeachment inquiry, you have access to it. But she's too dumb to know that. She's too busy advising corporations. What corporations did you ever advise, honey? And what did you advise them? Are any of them still in business? I doubt it if you advise them. High crimes and misdemeanors and treason. That's what an impeachment inquiry needs. No, it doesn't. You illiterate moron. But you know what? If we were paying attention just a couple of short years, well, that's more than a couple of short years ago when he was vice president, Biden told us what he would do. An unrelenting stream of immigration. Nonstop. Nonstop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a a source of our strength. Source of our strength. Unrelenting waves of immigration, he says. So he warned us. People just weren't paying attention because at that time he wasn't running for president. No one would have ever thought that that idiot would ever be in the White House. And yet there he is. This is the the darkest time this country's ever seen. 
the corruption from Obama to Biden and the rest of them is, you talk about unrelenting? Governor Abbott down in Texas is unrelenting in fighting illegal aliens from crossing the border. And now he, excuse me, has signed into law down there that, that, that they're going to deport, they're going to send them right back. And Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick talked about how they're being invaded in Texas. We are being invaded. Uh, Arizona tried this about 10 years ago, but our law is different. It simply says that our law enforcement can arrest anyone, uh, take them in, uh, do a background check, photograph, do fingerprints. Uh, if they saw them cross the border illegally, uh, we can do that. Or if they happen to reveal in the arrest stop that they uh, crossed illegally, and then the magistrate will send them back and will escort them to the border. Uh, and they have a choice. They can go to jail or they can go back. And if they go back and try to come back again and we arrest them again, the penalty gets even higher. We're fed up. In fact, seeing what happened in Colorado tonight makes me think, except we believe in democracy in Texas, maybe we should take Joe Biden off the ballot in Texas for allowing 8 million people to cross the border since he's been president, uh, disrupting our state. Carpe diem, Dan Patrick. Maybe we should take Biden off the border in Texas for letting 8 million cross over illegally. And that's what he's done, of course. There's no arguing that. Biden says there's no debating whether Donald Trump's an insurrectionist. Oh, really? There's no debating that you have allowed these people to come in and you've allowed so many murders. So many people have been killed at the hands of Biden. It's laughable. Laughable. Carrie Lake knows what it's like because it's happening in Arizona, too. And she calls them invasion influencers. These are like invasion influencers. And frankly, see, in order to save our own homeland, we're going to have to send them all back to their homeland because we're in a world of hurt here. We've got the cartels controlling the border. And, you know, these people are coming across. Many of them are flying right into a border town on the other side of the border. And they're walking across being processed by our, uh, you know, border patrol folks. They're just uh, leading up uh, Joe Biden, the largest human smuggling operation I think the world's ever seen. And it's happening right here. And these are all, you know, going to be Biden voters, I guess. We always said Biden couldn't draw a crowd, but apparently he can draw a crowd. You can see it right there at the border. (laughs) Carpe diem, Carrie Lake. Now, while this is all going on and out in Colorado and then California saying that they're going to try to get Trump off the border. In New York, that idiot governor there, Kathy Hockuel, who talks like a guy, she sounds like a guy. She decided that she would take this opportunity to grandstand and pretend that she's in favor of reparations for black people for slavery days and then have Al Sharpton stand next to her while she announced that she was signing and authorizing, not reparations, folks, but a task force to look into reparations and hailing herself as some sort of heroic figure in history and then Sharpton doing the same. Keep in mind, this is a picture of a sitting governor standing next to a tax sheet and not doing anything about it. By any conservative estimate right now with interest, Al Sharpton owes over $10 million to the government in taxes that he won't pay. You think Hunter Biden was bad? Hold my beer. Here comes Al Sharpton. But so here she is 
taking a bow as if she's some sort of heroic figure, Sharpton claiming she is, and that she has the audacity, he says. That's how dumb he is. This is an audacity. But listen to these two fools. We're on the right side of this. You know, slavery was a product of the South, the Confederacy. We're Ooh. the heroes. We're the ones who fought against slavery. We're the heroes. What is hard to embrace is the fact that our state also flourished from that slavery. It's not a beautiful story, but indeed it is the truth. But I want to give credit to this governor for having the audacity and courage. And I know her political advisors told her it's too risky. But she did it because it's right. <laughs> Two buffoons congratulating each other on nothing. She's creating a task force. Remember they created a task force out in California to do the same thing? Remember they said $1.2 million for every person, every black person in California. That went nowhere. And of course this will go nowhere too. But never pass up an opportunity to put yourself in front of TV next to an abject racist tax cheat and take a bow. She said that we're the heroes. You're the hero? You didn't fight against slavery. What did you ever do? You haven't done anything. A task force? Woo! Al Sharpton, she has the audacity and the courage, despite her office telling her not to do it. To do what? Remember Obama a couple of weeks ago? Sitting there on one of his buddies' podcasts, and telling the world that it's just so it's so terrible what Hamas did at Israel. But then again, it's also terrible what the Palestinians have had to suffer at the hands of Israel. And then aren't we all complicit? Now, Megyn Kelly had Senator Ted Cruz on her show. And you'll hear Obama claim that we're all complicit, wondering what he should have done. And then Megyn Kelly and Ted Cruz will weigh in. And I think you'll appreciate the candor of Senator Cruz. All of us are complicit to some degree. I look at this and I think back, what could I have done during my presidency to move this forward as hard as I tried? I've got the scars to prove it. But there's a part of me that's still saying, well, was there something else I could have done? Gee, Senator, could you help him out? What utter and complete bullshit. <laughs> Was there something else you could have done? Here's an idea. Don't give a hundred billion dollars to the monsters who are committing these massacres. Barack Obama led the effort to flood cash into Iran. The Ayatollah in Iran leads mobs chanting death to America and death to Israel. They want to commit mass murder. They want to eliminate the state of Israel. They want to murder every Jew. Hamas, more than 90% of the funding of Hamas comes from Iran. Hezbollah, more than 90% of the funding from Hezbollah comes from Iran. Barack Obama funded them. He funded them. We're all complicit, he says. Like, we're, well, like we're complicit. You're complicit. We're not. What else could I have done, he says. That arrogant hip-hop language of his. He's such a prick. What else could I have done? I wonder. I've got the scars to prove how, how I tried hard. I really tried. And then Ted Cruz, what complete and utter bullshit. Not only that, 
But Obama claimed that while it's really horrible what Hamas did to the Jews on October 7th, it's equally horrible that the Palestinians have suffered from occupation. Occupation. Senator Cruz? And his justification, he says, the occupation is unbearable. What occupation? This is a lie, and it's a lie the radical left pushes. Gaza is not occupied. Israel left Gaza. Israel gave Gaza to the Palestinians, said it's all yours. Israel doesn't govern Gaza. Israel doesn't control Gaza. Gaza is run by Hamas. Hamas is in charge of Gaza. There is zero occupation. Zero occupation. Zero. And that's been the case for a long time. Barry Hussein Obama has been a liar his entire life. He is one of the worst things that ever happened to this country. He lies about whether he's black or not. He lies about the very simplest thing in his life. You're not black. You're mulatto. You effing liar. We get it. You're ashamed of the white part of you. You really wish you weren't white. We get that part. But you are. You're 50% white and 50% black. You're no more black than you are white. You pathetic liar. And that's what he is. Cleo, what's going on? Hey, Kevin, great show today. You're really bringing it to the forefront today. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, Obama, man. Obama ain't nothing but an arrogant Jew hater. I'm afraid, I'm afraid I say this, but many blacks are envious of the Jews and the Orientals for their financial success, and that's why they hate them. I think there's a lot of truth in that. I really do. That, that's sad to say, but I think it's true. Yeah, it's sad to say, and it's sad to admit it, but it is true. And how about this Claudine Gay, the queen of the plagiarists, for the <laughs> allegations? Now they got her on more plagiarism. Has this woman ever written or said anything that was her own? She's a she's she's stupid. She's nothing but a peanut head anyway. She she, re- little, she, she really is. Head. Can we all can we all agree that if she weren't black, she would be unemployed? <laughs> she's the top, Kevin. When you were in grade school, you were very smart, I know, that people used to copy off your homework, <laughs> right? Well, I was the guy that told the teacher the dog ate my homework. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. Come on. You got good grades, aren't you? Sure. No, I'm just joking around. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she. you're right. She copied off everybody's homework. Everybody's. Somebody should have st- steered her down the wrong road at one night, just one time, and, and given her a homework uh, completion that was completely wrong and let her turn that in. <laughs> Listen, I want to make a prediction on the Supreme Court. It will be eight to one. Katanji Brown will vote for Colorado. I predict. I think you're right on. I think that is a very smart prediction. I think she will vote for Colorado. I forgot she was on the court. She's easy to forget. And she will be applauded as a courageous individual, which will get her get her thousands of dollars in, in speeches. To Harvard. That is that is a hundred. You have got this figured out. You are one hundred percent spot on. And actually, I just said I forgot that woman was on the court. And how silly of me when she doesn't know what a woman is. How could I? <laughs> right. If she doesn't know. What a woman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on the, the border crossings, where, where's the real outrage here? Republicans should have done something a long time ago. This law in Texas is way too late. It should have been done three, four years ago. Absolutely, way too late. 
Because Republicans have got no balls, I'm afraid. No, they don't. I mean, it's be- better late than never, I suppose, but it's still way too late. Yeah. And, and another thing, I wanted to make a point on uh, Mr. Mr. Dummy Biden. He's running to avoid prosecution is what he's doing. Can you imagine if he declares himself a lame duck, he will lose his cover from many of the media and his party. He will be a drag on the party if he says, I'm not going to run. And he will be prosecuted if he doesn't win. That's why he's running. He thinks he's going to win. He does. He is under the the complete delusion that he's going to win. And you're right. He will be prosecuted. Trump will not hold back on that one. There is no question. And by the way, the liberals will all jump up and say, see, we told you he's all about retribution. <laughs> no, he, they, they say that because any person that is pursued by Trump's Justice Department, they want to have a built-in excuse for, oh, it's all about retribution. Trump's Trump's Justice Department, unlike Biden's corrupt one, will actually follow the law and the evidence. They won't. I, I'll guarantee right now they will prosecute no one where evidence doesn't take them to prosecution. Exactly. And, and they're all shivering in their boots that they're going to be prosecuted. They're all shivering yeah. in their boots. They all that, know it. That's why they hate Trump. That's why. That's another reason they hate Trump. A lot it's, of them are going to go to jail. It's the reason they hate Trump. It's the reason they've got to keep him from becoming president because he's the only one in the Republican Party with a spine. He's the only one that will take them on. He's the only one that won't cower in their presence. And they know it, and they know he's gunning for them if they've broken the law. <laughs> Hey, that's quite a quite a quote you came up there with Biden saying unrelenting waves yeah. of of immigrants. <laughs> hey, that's good. I guess that's your research assistant done that, huh? Unrelenting. Oh yeah. Unrelenting. I mean Republican Republicans gotta use that in the campaign ads. You put that together with all his stumbles and mumbles, and how's anybody going to vote for this idiot? <laughs> there is a lot to use. The, the, the hardest job of, in, in Trump's campaign will be the guy who has to put the videos together. He's going to be going, my God, there's a treasure trove of stuff. You know, I talk about the Republicans not having the courage here to do anything about the border, but that's the reason why Carrie Lake was cheated out of her governorship. She was going to use the National Guard. Yes, she was. And that's why... I, that's why Biden and, and, and Merrick Garland told the people in Arizona to rig that election, and they did rig it big time. And yet, what does Katie Hobbs do, the person who benefited from the rigging of the gubernatorial election there? She calls in the National Guard. Well, it, it, you know, she, she's finally realizing it's overkill. Okay, 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 but this is this is screwing up my state. you got to do something. It's going too far. Yeah. It's way too far. It went too far a year and a half ago, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, just like the New York mayor, he finally realized this is this is too far. I think it's hilarious. The Chicago mayor, the New York mayor, all these idiots who love their sanctuary city and sanctuary state status. Oh, wait a minute. That that was until you started sending them our way. Now we don't want them. Oh, that Chicago mayor, man, he's, he's worse than that other idiot that was up he there. He might be worse than Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yeah. The black Q-tip, yeah. <laughs> All right, Cleo, good stuff. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you, bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You yeah. betcha. Thank you. You're welcome, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's all, it's all very true. Sadly, but true. We couldn't let you go here on this show without letting you hear from the perhaps, gosh, it's such a close call. Perhaps the, all right, I can, I can separate it. I was going to say the dumbest woman in America. But that's there are too many. So we're going to just separate her into her own class. The dumbest woman in the vice president's office. There. We'll narrow it down. Probably the dumbest vice president ever. 
there have been more, sh- there have been shadier characters like Mike Pence, liars, but Harris is a li- pretty prolific liar herself and pretty shady. But she is unbelievably, unbelievably dumb. And she proves it again as she talks about this coming election and how she describes it. You know, every election cycle we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. The most election? Did she say that? You know, every election cycle we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. She sure did. This is the most election. (laughs) But she was just getting warmed up. If you can decipher this, you win a prize at Christmas. We all hope in our lives that we can have an impact in a way that hopefully inspires or gives people a sense of confidence in what is possible for themselves and then who they love in their community. And um, it was very special, Lawrence. It was very special. It was very special. And, you know, I, you've heard me say many times, you know, my mother would say to me, Kamala, you may be the first to do many things. Make sure you're not the last. And to... To have, and, and I have been fortunate and blessed to, during the course of being vice president, have many situations where it becomes clear to me that there are, you know, people of every age and, and gender, by the way, who see something about being the first that lets them know they don't need to be um, limited by other people's limited um, understanding of who can do what. <laughs> That woman is pathetically, morbidly stupid. I mean, that's incredible stuff. And she was talking about this visit she made to Africa and how her mom, oh, yeah, you you might be the first, but don't be the last to be first. Oh, shut up with your incessant whining and your stupidity. The queen of the word salad has spoken again. You got to say she's a sitcom, man. She's a walking, talking sitcom. You know what's funny is somebody who thinks that getting a new or used car uh, by going dealership to dealership to dealership on a Saturday when you could be watching football and basketball is a good idea. That's funny. Now, if there was no other way, I would say, well, okay, I get it. It's the way it's always been done, so you might as well do it that way again, right? But what happens is after about seven hours of this and banging your head against the wall, you finally get yourself a car deal done. You go home and you plop into your recliner and you go, that really wasn't even worth it. I don't feel any exhilaration. And I've missed all the games. Go to stl-cars.com. You can do it while watching the games. You can do it on your phone. stl-cars.com, you can look at over a 1,000 vehicles on that website. You can't see a 1,000 vehicles at the car dealership. They don't have them. But you can on stl-cars.com. And then all you do as oh, wait a minute, second and three, Kevin, hold on. Okay, first down. All right, let's see. Okay, I like that one. Then call or text Don at 314-626-3251. You might even wait till the next play is over. 314-626-3251. Ask for Don. Leave him a text or a call and say, here's the one I want. Here's what I want to pay for it. But make sure you put that in. What, what do you want to pay? And then, presto, he'll do the rest. Now, if you can't find something that you like on there, and it's now at halftime, call or text Don, same number, 314-626-3251. Tell him, Don, I couldn't find it, but here's what I want. Here's what I want to pay for it. 
Then he'll go to work. He has a vast inventory of cars and trucks and SUVs all over the country, and he'll get it for you. And it's only halftime of the game, and you're done. Locally owned and operated right there in Ellisville, Missouri, stl-cars.com. I've purchased three vehicles from them through the years. Last one came from Tennessee. My son just got an SUV from Alabama, stl-cars.com. You will be glad you chose that route. Trust me. All right, let's take a quick break. We're coming right back in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. Beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is an Uber. He sings a love song as we go along. Walking in the winter wonderland. In the meadow, we can build a snowman. Then pretend that he is Parson Brown. You'll say, are you married? We'll say, no, man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire. To face unafraid the plans that we made. Walking in the winter wonderland. Over the ground. Lies a mantle of white, a heaven of diamonds shine down through the night. Two hearts are thrilling in spite of the chilling weather. Love knows no season, love knows no climb. Romance can blossom any here in the open, we'll walk in and hope in together, 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 together. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the rain, snow is glistening, a beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland, gone away. The bluebird here to stay is a new bird. He's singing a love song as we go along, walking in the winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman and pretend that he's a circus clown. We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman until the other kitties knock him down.
We welcome you back in on this Thursday morning. Kevin Slayton with you in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World Kings Court, right here on kevinslaytonshow.com. Don't forget today at noon, from noon to 2 central time, the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court Sports Show. We will be live at the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri, right there on Bryan Road. So come on out and say hi. We'll be having a good time uh, today, that's for sure. And we'll enjoy ourselves, and we'll have some Christmas cheer there at the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill. Our phone lines are open, 636-348-4460. Did you grab your Monster Energy drink today? Have you started out your day in the right way? I use the the Zero Ultra Monster Energy drink myself. I actually had two this morning, man. I'm fired up. That means I had 10 calories, 6 carbs, no sugar. That's what I had. That's what a Zero Ultra Monster Energy drink will give you. But whatever flavor you prefer, just make sure you make have your Monster Energy drink to give you that boost of energy. It's the Christmas season. You probably have some shopping to do, especially if you're a guy, as we get late late in the season here. So you want to have energy to get through the crowds today. Have that Monster Energy drink. You'll be at your best. You'll be at the top of your game. It'll be the most wonderful thing you can do for yourself. That's right, for yourself. You can't beat it. Monster Energy Drink. Unleash the beast in you with your Monster Energy Drink for Christmas today. All right. We say hello to Matt. Good morning, Matt. How are you? I'm well, Mr. Slayton. Good morning. Great show. Thank you. It, it is a, it is it's just so sickening to see what's going on. And that Brandon, I love the calm because I don't like saying his real name, but the faux president, he, uh, he absolutely said all that stuff before, and even on the campaign trail or in the debates, he promised to be the most progressive president of ever, meaning he was going to give as much money to people who didn't deserve it than ever before, and that he was going to – he told them the border's open, come here one and all, come. And these these fake governors that are doing nothing, these illegal governors, that when Katie Hobbs in Arizona – they're sending the National Guard down there to help processing, not to help stop this. It is so – I was in the National Guard. I was in the Army, and I'm telling you if I was in there, I would have – I'd be kicked out or arrested because you take an oath to the Constitution, not to any administration, and nobody is doing their job. No, they're not. You're 100% right, Matt. Hey, we got a scoot because we're late, but we appreciate you calling. Merry Christmas and uh, enjoy yourself, and we'll be back at it again uh, next Merry- time. Merry, Merry Christmas. Real quick, you know the, the Babylon Bee, and they came out with a, a story in the next NFL Madden game. They put the best player from the NFL on the cover of their game, and it's a yellow referee flag. Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas, Matt. Thank you. All right, that's going to wrap us up, folks. Again, we're back at it at noon today in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court Sports Show. Live from the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri on Bryan Road. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. Merry Christmas, everyone. So long. Ah!